Hey everybody, welcome to the Die by the Sword podcast. This is Thirstkill. Uh, this is the first time I'm recording an intro, so how am I doing? Am I doing real good? I think I am. So first of all, I would like to ask you guys, if you would, please, please, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find this podcast. Something else that you can do to help people find this podcast is tell somebody. Tell a friend. Tell your mama. Tell your daddy. Tell everybody about how awesome this podcast is. I would also like to thank Midnight Syndicate for the use of their spooky music. Uh, it really helps set the mood. You can find them at www.midnightsyndicate.com. I would also like to give a little shout out to Sword Coast Soundscapes. Uh, you can find them at youtube.com slash Sword Coast Soundscapes. Uh, they really help with the ambiance of this whole adventure that we're going through. So you've got three things that you need to do. Rate, review, us on Apple Podcasts, midnightsnicket.com and youtube slash sword coast soundscapes so let's get into this episode I'm off work this week and I decided to, you know, do the classic vacation thing and I went and laid by the pool. Well, I went swimming in the pool and then I laid by it. While I was in the pool, there's a dead cicada. We're in Texas, so that's a thing. Mm -hmm. And so I was moving it towards the edge so I could scoop it out because I didn't want to touch it. It was in the water? But it's, mm -hmm. it's all it is is skin. It's not it's not going to get you. doesn't matter. They're stuck to the walls, too. It's really weird. So I'm getting close to the edge to scoop this cicada out of the pool. And I look over to my right, and there was an item that I swear was an eyeball when I first looked at it. Like a glass eyeball? No, like a, like a flesh eyeball. Like a person's yeah, eyeball. Yeah, it looked like an eyeball. Oh. It was not. What was it? Well, that's good. I think it was like a fruit pod of some sort. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of weird fruiting trees and bushes around that mm -hmm. I've seen. But it was white on one side and it had a little black pupil looking thing. And on the other side, it was red and veiny. I really thought I was swimming with an eyeball. So that just makes me think of uh, the movie Scrooge. Do you remember Scrooge? Yes. When he ordered a highball and it turned out it yeah. turned it into oh. an eyeball. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was pretty terrifying. And it was one of those... I, I now know it was not an eyeball because like I, I was in the pool and I was like, oh, well, I don't want to swim anymore because mm -hmm. there's an eyeball here. But then I was like, well, if it is an eyeball, I should probably make sure and I should probably tell someone because if there's an eyeball, there maybe there's the rest of the person the rest somewhere. Of the person. <laughs> yeah. So I have a question. If you thought that it was a human body part, why didn't you jump out of the pool screaming? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because the same part of her brain said, it doesn't make sense. It yeah. actually be a body part. And I know partially the reason I was like, this doesn't make sense is because it did not have the the, the stem. The, the stem. stem. Yeah. yeah, the stock yeah. part. Like it was it was all smooth. Where it connects to your brain. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, this can't be an eyeball. It doesn't have the, the swimmy part. But... <laughs> the swimmy part. <laughs> like the tadpole tail? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're good at anatomy. Now, I will say I still didn't touch it, but I looked at it, in my opinion, close enough to confirm it wasn't an eyeball. Well, I'm glad there's no body parts in your apartment pool. Seriously. Me too. Yeah. Seriously. That's a very gross story. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get us in the mood for this podcast. It yeah. is definitely fitting for, you know, a horror adventure. If we come across an eyeball, I'll be ready. So yeah, I'm really glad there were no body parts in the pool, except mine, that were attached and, and continue to <laughs> be just, so. Yeah, disconnecting them. <laughs> Didn't get loose. Wanted to rinse my eyeballs out like that old Nickelodeon cartoon. That's so gross. <laughs> Wait, which old Nickelodeon? Ah, Real, ah, Monsters. Real Monsters. I love, oh, okay, okay. love that show. <laughs> It was too much for me. I could I couldn't handle it. It was too gross. We had <laughs> what was the main character's name? I always liked her. Ick. Oh, the the lips. Yeah. yeah. Elvira, something like that. I can't remember. 
That wasn't a horrible show. I wouldn't let him watch um, Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy were a bit rough, but it was Cat Dog that I hated. I just <laughs> hated Cat Dog. And there was Cow and Chicken. I didn't like Cow and didn't Chicken. Didn't like Cow and Chicken. Courage the Cowardly Dog. Though we had very odd cartoons as children. The, the ones I watched the most were Our Real Monsters and uh, Rocco's Modern Life. See, I feel so I didn't like weird right now because I'm in this in-between. See, Miss Elizabeth knows it because her daughter liked it. And they, son. The, and son. And they all liked it because they saw it. But I was like maybe five years too old for it. Oh. <laughs> LaBella. No, Oblina. Oblina. That was it, Oblina. Yeah, I, re- I was really watching it towards the end of Rocco's Modern Life and when Courage was really getting into it. Watched a lot of Courage. I did not watch Courage. I, I guess I was Courage. too old for that one. Yeah, we could go down this ro- route forever. We could. We could, <laughs> but we have a dungeon to explore. We do. We're not even in the dungeon yet. No. Well, I mean, but we do Once have again, a dungeon to explore. We're not That's in true. the dungeon. Yeah. Some stuff has happened, though. Yep. So where are we? So, as we all remember, last week we ended the episode with uh, you guys coming up on the eastern side of the building from the back. Saw some flowers. Saw some flowers. Failed to save. We circumnavigated uh, a uh, poopy water. You did circumnavigate a cesspit. Yes. Gross. Um, as you were looking at the where the eastern balcony would be and where it's kind of crumbled down a bit and mm-hmm. the ivy has taken over, you were about to leave and go back the other way. And if I, I may, this side is completely collapsed in and the balcony that we're looking at is, is all caved in. It's just uh, sparse rocks here and there in a big pool of water, the water that we fought the uh, skeletons in on the other side. Correct. That was where you did fight the skeletons on the opposite side of this now filled in lake. On the front side, and we're on the back side now. Now you're on the back side Mm -hmm. of it. Okay. You were about to turn around and go back the other way, but I believe it was Roderick that noticed the coin purse and the small-sized skeleton that was wrapped up in the ivy. And so Roderick and Thurskill decided that they would check out what was going on with the coin purse. We're really, really hoping there's at least one potion of cure light wounds in there. Yeah, that's why we were so insistent on it. What are we down to, like two of those? Good question. Not a lot. We use Broderick's. Mm-hmm. We use Zenobia's. Yep. We use mine. Yep. I don't think we have any. But yeah, does Dwarfy have any on on him? Let's because see what Dwarfy has. You guys I decided think you said to, he had one or two. to bring Dwarfy along. Right. Mm-hmm. We did, and I rolled him, and I probably gave him one. I didn't give him one. Nobody Wait, has <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> That's good for him. That's one of his his characteristics is he gets brought he gets stabilized by alcohol. Yeah. So he doesn't have a uh, potion of kill that wounds, but he does have the ability to heal. So we at least have that. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So you didn't gain any extra cure light wounds potions from Dwarfy, but he does have some healing ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Dwarfy, though, before we get into the action of everything, I decided it would be fun if we passed around Dwarfy. Mm. So yeah, not everybody has to take the opportunity to play him, but I thought it m- might be fun to pass him around one less. Thing for me to do. <laughs> yes, and as I understand it, this AP is open to Kendra accompanying us to Harrowstone. That is correct. But we decided not to do that. So instead, what Gary decided he wanted to do was have a different character come instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's is it because your voice isn't feminine enough? Maybe it might be a part of <laughs> might, might be a part it of could the reason. Be. You do have a very good dwarfy. Yeah. Or was it because the chemistry between you and Richard was getting too real? It's getting a little too real. Yeah. A little too real. <laughs> <laughs> Noel was getting uncomfortable. <laughs> May have, may have made some threats off Mike. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> I cut that out. <laughs> oh, well. So now Dwarfy will just flirt with Roderick instead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm much more comfortable with that. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> well, I'm rolling his dice, so it's not going to matter. Well, true. This is true. So, so Dwarfy may die this episode. Right. So Richard is going <laughs> to... Richard is going to do the mechanics and decision making for Dwarfy, but his voice is still going to be uh, played by Gary. 
That is correct. He is going to make his words. You're going to make his actions. Yeah, because I don't think I can get in Dorfy's headspace yet. Um, I may get there, right? But right now, I don't think I could do it justice. Be- between the two of you, you have a full player. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Also, I mean, Noah had a great point that it would just get confusing passing him around with different voices and different styles and different personalities. Personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we are not. Nobody here. There's only one Dorfy. Yeah. So that's what we've decided to go and do in this instance. And he's with us staring at this weird flower. So what happened with the flower? All right. So as Roderick and Thurskell were stepping up to check out this coin purse, they got within 10 feet of this plant creature, and it released spores out into the air. And they were forced to make a fortitude save, which Roderick passed, but Thurskell failed. Womp womp. And he collapsed to the ground. So now that he has collapsed... Roll for initiative. We're rolling for initiative. <laughs> I guessed it. Is I my initiative always last because I'm asleep? No, you're still, in, you're still in the order of what you roll, but you're just uh, asleep on your turn. Okay. Seven. All right, we're starting off real well with Dwarfy for natural two. Ooh. Yeah. Roderick did a little better, though. All right. <laughs> Vivian, what was yours? Mm, ten. Ten. Roderick? Uh, Roderick got a an 11. Dwarfy? Got a 3. Zenobia? 7. And Thurskill? 13. 13. Alright, so everything starts with Thurskill collapsing. Thurskill is up first. Poof. Thurskill <laughs> is unconscious. For how long? You're unconscious for one minute. Oh, wow. Whoa, that's what? Six rounds? 10. Ten rounds. Ten rounds. I got that Look, backwards. Look, I did yes. math. Yeah, I do it backwards, too, all the time. <laughs> I did math correctly, guys. I know time. Good turn, Philip. All right. All right. Well, maybe I could play Dwarf. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Uh, Roderick, you are up next. All right, so Roderick sees Thorsko collapse. He wants to roll a heal check to see if he can see what status is. I really need this to be good. Good. Uh, that is uh, 13. 13? Uh, that's enough to know that he is just asleep. Okay, so Roderick knows that he could probably wake him up then. That is correct. So Roderick uh, sort of kneels over and is like, hey, hey, wake up, and uses his standard action to wake Thorskill. That will take. It's enough right. to wake him up. Thorskill wakes up. Uh, yeah. Right, but <laughs> fortunately, your turn has passed. Yep. So Roderick, he doesn't have knowledge of nature, but he's a pretty smart guy. He's seen a tree or two in his life. <laughs> Has he? Has he, though? Where are you going with this? I'm going to go hug it? He has a suspicion that this thing can't move from the wall it's attached to. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Plant life. So now that, plant. now that he's uh, woken Thurskill and feels confident that Thurskill can get to safety, he's going to move back 5, 10, 15 feet. And now that he has a base attack bonus to speak of, he's going to draw his short bow as mm. he's moving. Okay. And he's ba, going to ba, say, ba. see if we could take it from range Alrighty. to his friends. Now uh-huh. it's his turn. That is his turn. So you're not going to tell Thurskill, like, hey, come out and back up. Well, I mean, I guess we could have included that. Like, hey, wake up. Uh, five five more minutes, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but I was assuming that Thurskill was included in the, hey, let's see if we could take it out from range. I'm just saying he's groggy. He might need. Is there a groggy condition that I should take? There is no groggy no, no condition. No groggy condition. Let me ask, what kind of, is, is Thurskill a morning person? How does he feel when I he mean, gets he's, up? I he's up with the sun. Is so. he cranky when he gets up first thing? No. Okay. If he's anything like me, he just rolls out of bed. Does he, does he rage when he first wakes up? That's no. my question, really. If, well, that's kind of like me if you wake me up. Yeah, so you just got woken up. Are you wake me up? Are you raging? You were just vigorously shaken awake. No, 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 I'm fine. It was, okay. it was, it was less than a minute sleep, so. Yeah. I was just curious. Gotcha. Uh, Vivian, you're up next. Oh, I am. I, I'm assuming it's probably a knowledge nature. That would be a good assumption. Well, that means I can't roll it, so there. Vivian's going to follow 
Roderick's advice. Okay. Roderick's guidance, and she is going to shoot with her crossbow. All right. Does she have it loaded? Yes. Right now, outside on the border, she is using her crossbow, and so she would have been walking around with it loaded. Yeah, and we did say approach it with weapons drawn, so that would make sense. Exactly. That's correct. Exactly. So she is going to shoot normal uh, bolt, nothing, none of her fancy stuff. Nothing special. Mm-hmm. Okay. Natural two. Yay. So. Yeah, there you go. So your brand new fancy base attack bonus doesn't help, him, doesn't help with that. <laughs> well, you think you did well because you hit some ivy with it. <laughs> I made a move, and uh, I can reload now, As right? Because I'm not yeah. moving. Correct. Okay, so she shoots, it misses, and she reloads her crossbow. Okay, Zenobia, you're up next. I'm gonna hold my action at the moment. Hold? That's mysterious. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to get closer and make it trigger another huff, huff, poof, poof. And all I really have against it is my long sword, which means I have to get really close to it. What I'd like to do is borrow Vivia, Vivian's uh, blade, but. That's too complicated. Oh, you want to chop it down? Yeah. All right. Next up, it is this creature's turn. There's nobody's roll to check on it, so I'm not going to reveal what it is yet. So, interestingly enough that you said that it can't move, because it's going to move five feet closer to Thurskill. <laughs> is it going to spore me again? It's not going to spore you, but it is going to try to sting you. That's just rude. Oh, no. That is pretty rude. That is a 17 to hit. <laughs> that hits. All right. Does that really hit? That does. My uh, armor class is 16. He's also prone at the moment. He hasn't stood up. Mm. Oh, I haven't got that condition, but yeah, there's that. It's a negative four. So you'll take one point of damage and then two points of acid damage. Oh. So three points total. Three points total. It's trying to eat you. And this thing looks pretty cool. I'll put a picture up on the Instagram of it. It's uh, the, the little flowers on this plant have little skulls in them. What? Aww. That's so creepy. <laughs> and adorable. We have the actual pawn out here. It reminds me of, you know, we already compared the, the Sturges, but it reminds me of the flowers, the purple flowers in Jumanji. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Kirsten Dunst is like, oh, they're so pretty, and then it freaking like hits her on the neck. <laughs> yeah. How about, uh, it's kind of reminding me of, uh, what was the plant's name in Adam's family? Oh, Kelton. oh, I know what you're talking about. The show. Yeah, right? the strangler plant. Yeah. Uh, she'd, she'd, with the, she'd, she'd, she'd feed it, uh, she'd feed it meatballs. It? Yeah, it is like I, that. I think it might be Cleopatra. Cleopatra. For going with it, mm-hmm. plants on attack, it's very Harry Potter with the uh, devil snare. Not the whomping willow? Well, that too. Yeah, it doesn't look like the devil snare, though. No, I'm just... But it, yes. Just Those vines are, that reach out and attack. If we want to consider rude plants, we, of course, have to include Audrey, too. Well, this is true. That one's more snappy. Mm-hmm. So And can sing really well. <laughs> can I take my held turn now? Yes, if you'd like to. I will approach it. Since it's Tadit's turn, I'll get within reach of my longsword. I'm going to study it. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, it is now Dwarfy's turn. Dwarfy. Dwarfy seeing Thorskill. Uh, Thorskill? Thorskill? Thorskill. Thorskill. Like Thursday Skeleton. Thursday Skeleton. That's my formal name. <laughs> Thursday skeleton. <laughs> He's going to move up his 20 feet and swing at it with his Masterwork Silver Warhammer. And not real bad. That is a 14 to hit. That'll hit. Yay. Yes. And does five points of bludgeoning damage to the plant. All right. It takes that damage. First down okay, the job and Dwarfy's already kicking butt. The uh, the bludgeoning seems to have taken effect. That is correct. Thurskel. Well, Thurskel is on the ground, so, I mean, mm-hmm. he's going to have to stand up to get that, and he's going to get that attack of opportunity, isn't he? It's quite possible. Well, I stand up. All right. Let's see if it can reach out and sting you again. Reach out and sting me. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Natural 20. Oh, no. Uh. Roll to confirm. 
No confirm. Good. So just just a hit. Just a hit. Just a very palpable hit. Fighting with danger. That will be three points of damage. No, two. Two points of damage. Stinger damage. And then the acid. Two points of acid. What's it stinging with? Is it stinging with its um? It has like little like the the tips of the vine. Are, are like hairy. Oh, okay. Like brambles. Yeah. Kind of like more like I'm thinking. So is it like, like whipping? Nettle. Is it like slapping him? It's kind of like nettles. Yeah, it's kind of like okay. swinging around like they're barbed. On okay. The side kind of like a like a very spiky snake that's lashing out. Yeah. Or cactus. Basically. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm spines. I'm up. I'm swinging my axe. All right. Do it. Natural 17. Ooh, Ooh very that's nice. Good. That's going to hit. Yes. Ooh, 11 plus 4. 15. Nice. That is a lot nice. of damage. Wow. That completely demolishes the rest of this plant. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, man. It had three hit points left. Wow. <laughs> but it has a lot less now. Oh, so, so Dwarfy and, and Thurskel just bonded in battle? A high five. Hey. Yes. <laughs> And then Dwarfy gives uh, Thurska a little shot of healing from one of his four fervors per day and gives you two hit points back. Sweet. One of his what? Yeah, what's a fervor? Fervor is a war priest ability. So we talked about Dwarfy being a cleric, but he was just using layman's terms. He's actually a war priest. He is, mm. which is essentially like a battle cleric. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So he's capable of getting up in the fight, but he can also uh, heal and do all the cleric stuff. How so much how- damage had you taken, Thurskill? Um I'm still down five points. Out uh, of... 28. All right. So Dwarfy, seeing that can hit you again. One. <laughs> um, and does that take up? So now he only has two of his first Yeah, he's, he's going to save the remaining yeah, two. Yeah, don't, don't, don't waste it on a Richard roll. <laughs> I'm sorry. Again, don't waste it on a Rick roll. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Philip. I wouldn't have even taken the second one. I mean. <laughs> but if we couldn't sing this then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of a D6... A one and a two. Good job. That's me. Good, That's my life. Good job, Richard. Yeah. I'm really glad you're playing Dwarfy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's well, we me won't have Phil- to worry about him being able to heal us for very long. <laughs> <laughs> It's between me and Philip, and honestly, that's a, that's just a dead even. Yeah, no. Yeah. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yep. My dice rolled well for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did. <laughs> All right. So that battle is now over. <sighs> we checked the bag. Goodness. Yes, no. Checking the bag. Grab that purse. Can I go grab my bolt? Yeah. So don't you have to roll? Yeah. yeah. 50%. It's 50%. We're not going to do this every time because that's boring. 60? No, 36. <laughs> So no, it so broke when it hit the wall. Yeah. It snapped. All right. So going and getting the bag, uh, you look inside the leather pouch and you find 24 gold pieces, mm. three platinum pieces, oh, and a single citrine. And I'm not going to make you appraise it. It's worth 50 gold. Nice. What color citrine? Is that orange? I think it's orange. Yellow. Yellowish orange. orange. orange yellow. See, I'm just thinking citrus, so my brain immediately went to orange. <laughs> this is good. This means we can actually buy a couple of uh, healing potions, yeah. assuming we live long enough. Yeah. Yeah, we can. I feel okay. like this is like a nine to five kind of job that we've taken. We can yeah. just <laughs> yeah. go in and commute home. It is convenient <laughs> being so close to a village instead of being out in the wilderness. It is. I really would not like to be sleeping in this compound. Oh, man. I, Vivian I'm sh- wouldn't. I'm Vivian sh- sure would that ha- we, we would have, have to. to at some point. Just also remember. Remember, you are on a time clock. Vivian has slept mm-hmm. here five nights already. She does not want to do it again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Ooh, we, what if we, we find your cell? I are really going to find your cell? Thanks for spoilers, fella. Well, I don't know if it is or not. I totally <laughs> want to look for my cell. <laughs> so, of course. So we are on a countdown. So last we saw the, the uh, memorial, it had V-E-S-O-R. Mm-hmm. And so that's I-A-N-N-A mm-hmm. remaining. So we're halfway through these uh, ghosties. 
successfully killing. Had him. another letter been added since the previous night? Because it was we spent a like night three in town. Days. You spent a night in town, and it ha- there hadn't been anything added when you went back. Mm-hmm. It was so. taking two to three days for these letters yeah. to appear. As I so remember. they're probably one tonight or yeah. tomorrow night, one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is good. It's still slow. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it'll slow down since we're starting to kill stuff. Last, this reminds me, we had talked last episode when we were fighting the scythe with the hands. We were talking about how we're going to run into good spirits and bad spirits. Like there's some spirits that are protecting and keeping the bad stuff in. Like, like I'm curious if it's going to be easy to identify the differences between them. And I'm wondering what will happen if we accidentally hurt a good ghost or something like that. I'm just wondering what repercussions we can we can expect. Like if we're as we're killing the bad haunts, does I wonder if that maybe helps extend our time clock? Things like that. Oh, so do we do we get time back for killing bad people? Yeah, or like you know, in Breath of the Wild, are we unlocking all the divine beasts before we're going to go face Ganon, or are we uh, just jumping into Ganon? Well, well, let's not forget that the professor was tracking the Whispering Way in here too. So right. If we face them and we take them out, fat chance, um, we may slow down what's going on or perhaps prevent it entirely because I'm thinking that since this happened, started happening recently when the professor was following the Whispering Way, but mm. wasn't happening before then, it's perhaps the Whispering Way that's enabling these evil spirits to do what they're doing now gotcha. that they couldn't do before. Gotcha. So I have no idea. We need to get into this stupid building to start figuring anything out. Yeah. And the only thing that we know is good for certain is... Um, Vasoriana. That's the only creature we know yes. for sure. We assume. No, we know that she is good. We learned this earlier. Remember I read you this note about Vasoriana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, still, she, still that she like... is one of the few good elements there and always was, and that they are trying to defeat her. That's why her name's appearing on the mm-hmm. Harrow Stones. No, those weren't the Harrow Stones. Well, the, the oh, memorial. Yeah, they, the, the memorial. Technically, they could be called Harrow Stones. So we got Harrow Stone and the Harrow Stones. Uh, yes. I love that band. <laughs> uh, now that you are standing up next to the building here, give me a perception check. <laughs> I rolled really, really well for both characters. And switching dice. Roderick got a 24. Dwarfy got a 22. Or a 24 to notice unusual stonework. <laughs> 19. But I mean, I don't really think I need to roll. But no, With, with that, that is enough for... Uh, Roderick and Dwarfy both, uh, even Thurskell notices it, where the the vines are kind of pulled away from the base of the building where it meets the ground. Since it started walking? Since it started walking. <laughs> you notice there are runes etched on the base. Oh, yeah, and there were runes on the well, too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or the, in, the yeah. fountain. Yeah, in Professor Lorimer's journal, he mentioned um, having to decipher the runes on the fountain, but not getting a chance to because he was scared out by the ghosts. Okay, mm-hmm. so... Runes. Can we read them? Do uh, give me a check. All right. So, what, um, what kind of check would this be? Uh, knowledge Arcana. Fourteen. Fourteen. Fifteen. Fifteen. Six. That check is enough to know to read what they are, but not to know what they're doing. Hmm. So you can tell that it spells out Livar Hockren. Oh, that's the warden's name. Over and over and over hmm. again, but you don't know why. Hmm. Uh, can I detect magic on them? Yeah, you can detect magic on it. Okay, I do so. No magic. <sighs> I am really frustrated. <laughs> that all the, this magic stuff is not reading magic. Yes, I'm really frustrated with the amount of non-magic that is occurring in this place. Give me give me another knowledge arcana on this. Okay. Natural 17. Natural 17. So Roderick got a 17. 21. Uh, 21 as well. No, 22. <laughs> Since you didn't quite know what they were doing, this check allows you to realize that 
there's no magic there because the magic has faded away. Mm. It's already been used. So there's no more magic left in these runes. So is this before in the before time? In the long, long ago? Yeah, can we age it? <laughs> like, did they use this in the, the to original? kill the, the warden? I don't know. I think that's a very plausible suggestion, Dorsko. What's the guy's <laughs> name again? Livar Hawkrin. Livar Hawkrin. Liver Hawkins. Liver Hawkins. Sadie Hawkins, too. Please don't do that to me. What, ask you out? Yeah, no, like, remind me of that stupid song. <laughs> oh, I don't know what song. I don't either. And keep it that way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm curious. I just, it makes me think of Little Abner. Look up Abner. Little Abner. Yeah, it just makes me think of Little Abner. Stupefying Jones. Okay. Uh, Julie Newmar. To Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it says, uh, Livar Hawkrin over and over. And if you continue to move around the building, you can see that that name is written over and over all the way around the building. Wow. In a circle. Yeah. So, so is there a way we can age, like, figure out, like, do these look like old runes or right. do they look- Can Dwarfy use his stone cutting? Oh. Can he? I'll roll it. Uh, 19. 19? It's probably been there about 50 years. Okay. So this isn't recent. And no, but- Dwarfy assures us of that. Yeah. If it's 50 years, that's when the fire happened. Mm-hmm. No, the fire happened 100 years ago. Oh, I thought it was 50 years ago. 50. It was, was 50. 50. It was 50. I knew something that Richard didn't mark it. <laughs> put it on the calendar. All right. Four, 4661. So, it's currently 4711. So this is a watchtower that we're looking at? No, this is the base of the prison itself. Yeah, it's like they wrote it on the foundation. Yes. All the way around. So this goes all around the whole big building his name is written mm-hmm. on the foundation? Yes. Or at least we presume that because we don't go back walking around the whole yeah, building. You, you haven't walked all the way across. You can just tell it just continues. Got it. Okay. To go. So Dwarfy, these are 50 years old? These runes were added 50 years 50 ago. 50 years ago. <laughs> well, that means that they were used. Do you think they were used to trap the people in for the fire? Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it's possible. It's definitely possible. Is this sober dwarfy? He's quite he, happy. He's. It's early in the morning. He hasn't hasn't quite had enough to drink yet to make him quite super sloshy. <laughs> Point of order. I gave him two kegs. Doesn't mean he's drank him yet. He's got him on him. He's had a quarter of it so far. <laughs> he's got one of those camel backs. Oh, no, yeah. he's literally carrying two kegs. <laughs> At all times. He uses them like roller skates. Like, you know, like, <laughs> no, like no, a- No, no, no. He's got a hat. Oh, yes. With two kegs in it. Each one in the- Yeah, there we go. The hoses, yeah. And he can carry a pint in his war hammer. It has a straw that sticks out that he can just <laughs> Oh, my gosh. It. it says, ye old foam dome. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, well, so that's fascinating. I'm sure we'll, it'll take more than one day so we can do another Knowledge Arcana tomorrow to figure I out. I mean, if the magic's gone, why would we check again? Let's just go in and kill mm. the monsters during the day because there's spooky ghosts. Because we might, <laughs> we might remember a spell later that you have to do this for. Yes, yeah, so it appears that this was related to the original fire and is not something we need to worry about right now. So. Okay, but if they start glowing, I'm leaving. Agreed. I believe we will see things far worse than these letters glowing when we get inside. So by the looks of the map, it looks like this side, the balcony on this side is all caved in from the uh, sinkhole, especially on the portion we're on. That is correct. But it has left some stones up that kind of make its way up where you can either jump across and go into this lower level. There's a, an a entryway that you can get in through that way. Mm-hmm. Or you can climb up the stones. It's a relatively simple climb check to get mm-hmm. up to that top balcony to get in from the upper level. Mm-hmm. And there's still another watchtower, is that correct? There was the one that you walked by that you noticed when you passed the cesspit. There was like a third story guard watchtower. So that's a taller tower. It is. I don't know how Vivian feels about it, but I'm very partial to starting like top down. I'd kind of like to check out the watchtower first. But if we go to the watchtower, where's the next place out? Is it in the basement? Do we lose that middle Mm. layer? 
It depends on windows, but from what we've seen, there's a door on each side on the second story, and there's a door in the front on the first story. Mm-hmm. And then, as y'all went around and noticed that upper watchtower, you saw the balcony going out over the side up on that upper level, and the door up there is open, because you were far enough back to see up this there. This is in the watchtower. Yes. The door is open. And I'm sorry, this is a dumb question, probably. The watchtower is connected to the main building? It's not yes. just its own tower? Okay. One would think there'd be doors on all the floors. Dwarves on all the floors? Dwarves on all the floors. In my world, there would be. So, I don't really know if Vivian's feeling this way, but I really want to go top down. So, I want to start with the third floor tower and then work our way down. I agree with that sentiment, but the thing we have to be concerned about is we go by the poopy water again. (laughs) So, if we use grappling hooks to get up there, we'd have to make climb checks. But doing that, we'd have to, like, there's a potential we'd have to make those checks while we were sickened. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know, just don't fail your checks and you'll be good. Okay. What is the climb check? Yeah, tell Richard not to fail his checks. <laughs> I don't know why I picked on you so much. I have just as bad rolls. What What is the climb check for climbing with a grappling hook? So I know that climbing a knotted uh, rope that's braced against something is DC 5. I think it's 10 if it's not braced against anything. Mm. I think that's correct. Okay. So we'd be braced against the wall. It, it depends on where we hooked it. I think we could hook it to where we were braced against the wall, possibly. And it, so, is there a there's a role then to make the grap to get the grappling hook hooked? Yeah, mm-hmm. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Then there's the climb check. If I have a plus four, I just I can make it automatically. Uh, because yes. if it's a five, DC yes. five. If you have a plus four, you make the check automatically. All right. Well, I made this it. Is, this is climb check. Mm-hmm. If he rules that it's a pl- uh, DC five. Yeah. If we could, if we can do it against the wall. But if I'm sickened, I would have to roll, right? Correct. Yeah. So Vivian, I, I now know the answer. Noelle wants to go to the third floor. Vivian, she might dream of doing it, but she knows that physically that's not going to be easy for her because she has, uh, for climb, she's got zero strength and a negative four penalty because of her armor. Oh. So it's going to be hard for her. So looking at the map, it does look like we can hook like the corner there mm-hmm. of the balcony. So that way it is up against the wall. So it'd only be a DC five climb check. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So Vivian pipes up she, meekly. She's just like, well, it's very high, but I think it makes sense to me that we'd want to start from the top down. Cause we know that the, the basement is where the dungeons were and that's where the fire happened. So it makes sense to me to go top down. I don't disagree. I think it's a good idea. And that door Sound. is that door is already open, so yeah. that might be the easiest way to get in. We won't have to break anything down. Um, I'm not very good at climbing, so I might need some help. So can she climb on my back, or do I need to make <laughs> add to my check? Because <laughs> because as we know, Thurskell is. I'm super very strong. Very strong. I have another idea. The three of us are strong. So if the three of us got up, we could simply pull Vivian up. Once and, we got to the top. And Dwarfy. And Dwarfy. Yes, Dwarfy yes. as well. He is strong as well. But he's a bad climber. No offense, Dwarfy, but you are a bad climber. I can climb just fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Just give me some uh, some ale before I go up. Well, you, you're carrying the ale. You're holding holding Caulfield. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. Holding Garfield? Holding Caulfield. Caulfield. Oh. I don't know where I got that name from. You got it from... Um... No, Thurskill doesn't know where he got oh, that Thurskill name from. Thurskill doesn't know it. Yes, Okay. I don't know what holds. There still doesn't is. read. Catcher in the Rye. Yes. Oh, man, that's been a long time. I shared South Park's frustration with it. <laughs> it's like, what are they mad about in this book? All he does is say fart. 
<laughs> yeah, Dwarfy's not particularly good at climbing either. He's better than Vivian by two points. So. Zenobia's not a good climber. She's just going to keep doing it until she gets up the wall. <laughs> well, what's your what's your bonus? Well, I will leave my shield on the ground, and then it's a plus three. You're not going to take your shield Well, there's in? another thing is if we're not in I will, in but I'm going to pull it up. Oh, I see. Here's another thing. If we're not under duress, we could just take ten. If it's a DC five and we take ten, I think everyone passes except Vivian. It's basically doing a rope. Yeah. Like, like in gym. Yeah. <laughs> we have as much time as we want to climb the rope. Uh, uh. So what is your penalty? Negative four. Negative four. You could still make it if you take ten. Okay. GM, is that okay? Yeah, you can try it. That's my favorite phrase a GM says. <laughs> you can try it. I don't, I don't like that phrase. All right. So we spent a lot of time talking about this. Mm-hmm. We decided to go to the tower. So uh, <laughs> We can't go up. There's a force field allow- that doesn't allow <laughs> us to grapple hook. <laughs> We're going to erase all of this and just... <laughs> go somewhere else so Roderick and Zenobia both have rope and grappling hooks so they tie all that up tie nice knots spaced in between to help with climbing and uh, they throw the grappling hook probably Zenobia because I think her aim is a little better okay throw the grappling hook up so it is going to be like a ranged attack to throw it up there and make it hook so ranged attack and I can't study I can study it right study that can can't you, you study location it? it's not a target yeah it is a target it it's exactly a target. target I would argue it's a target it's a target I'll let really you study is. it you've seen those things that archery yeah. fields yeah I'm really getting a sense of this wall have you seen that um <laughs> I'm watching it move you know that uh that store with the bullseye on it do you know what a bullseye is some call it a target <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I would think, too, that this is justifiable in her character. She practices these things. She does. It also makes sense that she would study to try to, try to find the best place for it to hook. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. She's taking her time before she throws it up there. Right. Swinging it a few times as she's watching it and looking. So on the first one. Good job, one, Jean. On the first one. Such skill. 18. Oh, 19. Wow. Oh, man. You hook it up there. Okay, second one. I'm going to throw yours also, right? Just so we have a backup. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good idea. Just one right next to the other. The quicker we get two people up there, the happier I'll be. Yeah, you could race. <laughs> On your mark. <laughs> and the other one is seven, eight. Eight. So that one bounces off. Yes. Right. Okay. So you got the first one to hook, and the second one, you throw it up there, and it knocks it against something and bounces back We off. all scatter. <laughs> yeah, covering our heads. <laughs> okay, so someone should start up on the here I the, go fir- the up, first one. Up, up. Well, as Thurskull goes up to grab the rope to start trying to climb up, you start hearing a loud buzzing sound that you've heard oh, before. Oh, no. do, you, do you guys hear that? Yes, Sturges. Yes. Where are they coming from? We seem it's, to have disturbed. Do, do we have to roll a perception? It's coming from above you, and this one's louder than Uh-oh. normal. It's a swarm, and. It sounds like it's getting closer, and as you look up, you just see one, mm. but it's about three times the size of the others. Oh, oh, oh no. man. And we're rolling for initiative. Better than a swarm. It's his favorite pet. Natural 20. Ooh. Dwarfy didn't do bad either. Natural 19. 18. So, initiatives. Thurskel. 21. 21. Roderick. 21. What's your bonus? Two. All right, so you go first. And Dwarfy. 12. Zenobia. 18. And Vivian. 15. So to lay out the map, this balcony, we've got the wall of the prison, and this balcony juts out about, what is that, 20 feet? It's about 20 feet out, and it's about 15 feet across. Yeah, so it's just a just a rectangle that juts out. Thurskel, Vivian, and Dwarfy are on the north side of the balcony. Thurskel's getting ready to climb up, and then Zenobia and Roderick are on the other side, trying to hook up the grappling hook on that side. So we're on opposite sides, about 15 feet apart, with this balcony in between us, but because it's a balcony, 
struck me. We can see each other underneath it. There's floating air. Floating air? Just air. Floating air? Atmosphere. As opposed to the other kinds of air. Yeah, As no, the sink- non-floating air. Sinky air? Yeah. Sticky air. <laughs> sticky air. We're we are living start... in sticky air right now in Texas. We're going to start a meteo- meteorology course. Right. <laughs> no Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> I really okay. resented learning clouds. Vivian won't go to... Actually, I actually really enjoyed those. I wanted to be a weatherman. Boy, it pissed her off. <laughs> she All thought right. clouds should have categories like fluffy. <laughs> Wispy. That's Not the fluffy wispy. cloud. That's the rain cloud. Don't, don't you dare. Cumulus and Stop Cirrus it. and Stratus. Stop and it. Cumulus. We could do a separate podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, bored, I'm bored with this. Noelle's strong opinions what made me about super, elementary school. What made me super... It's just middle school. But what made me super mad was once I learned the clouds and then I was reading Harry Potter again and then I was just like the Nimbus... Two, 2000. 2000. I was just like, oh, it's named after a cloud. I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> they also had a, a Nimbus, Nimbus in Dragon Ball Z. So anyway, the Sturge goes first. No. What did it roll? It rolled a 25. I mean, it is a bug. Bugs are ridiculously fast. It also has a plus 7 initiative bonus. Because it's a bug. You see write that fa- down. Write that down. 7 minus 25. For some reason, I need to write that down. You mean eight, I'm, 18? I'm, yes. He rolled an 18. I All don't right. know what I'm going to do with that information. All right. So anyway, it looks for the closest target to it, and since... Thurskel was already at the rope and ready to climb up. But I'm not the tallest. And, and you know what? I'm not the shortest anymore. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it's going to go for Thurskel. It's a 23 hit. Shut up. <laughs> you take three points of damage when it bites into you. And it's also going to try to grapple you. What? Oh, no. Yeah, that's what they do. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. That's a 21 against your CMD. Oh, um, you can't see me, but I'm giving him a death stare because he knows that that's not going <laughs> to do anything. I'm grappled. All right. So the s- giant Sturge is now grappled around Thurskel, and it starts to drain Thurskel's blood. No. And Thurskel, you take one point of constitution damage. No. All right, Thurskel, you're up next. Um, I'm grappled, so the only thing I can really do is break the grapple. Correct. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't swing at it or anything. Could you like bear hug? Can you like pop the mosquito like a zit? Ooh. You could. Can I grapple back? You'd have to beat the grapple and then become the grappler, the controlling grappler. Yeah. Gotcha. But you could do that. Well, I mean, the only thing that I can do right now is break the grapple. Unless you wanted to become the grappler. But I can't do both. I have to do one then the other. Yeah, you choose. No, you choose. When you when you beat the grapple check, you can choose to either break free or become the gra- the grappler. It's like okay. wrestling, right? You okay. Could- well, break and grapple. It's CMB plus whatever I rolled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is 21. That is not enough to break the grapple. Mm-hmm. This thing is tough. That is tough. That's It's small and it has a CMD higher than 21. It's a bug. It's really scary. I hate bugs. It, I want you to think it has about... six legs. Yeah, I want <laughs> you to think about point. bugs. You've played Animal Crossing. You know bugs. They still have a penalty for being small, though. <laughs> All right. Roderick. All right. Uh, is it Knowledge Arcana to know anything about these guys? Yes. All right. Roderick's going to roll a Knowledge Arcana about this one. Uh, 17. 17. This is a giant Sturge. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know that. Um, what I'm really trying to get is, because we learned a lot about Sturges last time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get his threat level. Like, how much do I need to unload on this thing to kill it? Um, this one has a lot more hit points than the others did. Okay, so <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> probably get a little bit more aggressive on it. It's a lot beefier. Okay, well, he still knows that uh, the grapple reduces its AC, so he's going to uh, move and draw his Warhammer, which he can do now with his delicious uh, base stat bonus. Okay. Uh, so he's going to spend an arcane pull point to enhance his Warhammer with magic, and he's going to take a swing. Ooh, a natural 13. That's a good roll, so that'll be 18 to hit. Battle hit. Yay! Right. Yes! Good job, Roger. Gonna roll that damage. 
Ooh, that's a pretty decent roll. It's a natural five, so six and eight. Nine points of bludgeoning damage with the Warhammer. It takes that damage. Yay! Yes. I tried to get it off. Get it off, get it off, get it off! <laughs> okay, but it is still standing. Uh, Zenobia, you're up next. Well, if I study it, I can't hit it this time, yes? Correct. Then I think I move hit. So Zenobia runs up. What are you going to hit? I'm going to hit with my flail, because as I recall, bludgeon damage is useful on these things. It worked last time. It worked last time. Ah, natural 20. Yeah! Yeah. Woo-hoo-hoo! Roll again, roll again. Confirm that crit. 17. Wow. Oh, if it's natural 17. Natural 17. Natural 17. Wow. That will be a confirmed crit. Man, Zenobia. Good thing you decided to attack. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad. (laughs) Shattered hand. Normal damage and 1d2 con and strength damage. Oh, wow. Hand useless until healed. Since they don't have hands, do I break his nose? Oh, that'd be amazing. (laughs) Or just like... Do I I break his sucky bit? (laughs) Or maybe one of his legs to make the... You pull it off like a cricket. easier to escape. How about about two of its legs? Maybe. (laughs) That's a good one. So you still roll normal damage, but then you roll 1d2, con 1d2 strength. Okay, so let me roll the first damage. And that is 1d8. It's 5-7. Wow. So seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. And then roll a d4. Well, it's going to be a one. So. so that's one con. One con. And then one strength. Uh, three. So that's uh, two. All right. So yeah. that is enough to affect its strength, though. Mm-hmm. Yes. That'll reduce its CMD. And its con. So it lost a con- point of con also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as Zenobia swipes down on this thing, not only is it a very powerful striking blow, but two of its legs that are holding onto their skin will snap off. Ew. So... You don't feel quite as much of a bear hug against you anymore. More nope. cub hug. Yeah. <laughs> Zenobia kicks ass. I do. I really like Very this good. Kid. Vivian, you're up next. Vivian is going to... She's going to frolic over to Thurskel and cast Bit of Luck. Good choice. All right. So Thurskel has Bit of Luck. She's going to say, Thurskel, I've, I've been grappled by one of these before. You're definitely going to want to get out of that. <laughs> and then she, and then she uh, hits you with Bit of Luck. <laughs> All right. Dwarfy would be up next. Dwarfy is going to swing with his Warhammer. Natural 20. Yes! Oh, yes! <laughs> All right. Back Natural up, 13 to conform, confirm. So that's a 16. Conform? <laughs> Natural 13 conforms. <laughs> he, is a, he is a war priest of Torog. That's true. Conformist. That is another confirmed crit. Sweet. Yay. With another bludgeoning weapon. Off balance, normal damage, and target provokes attacks of opportunity from all threatened opponents. Wow. Yes. That's everybody except for me. I'm grappled. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Well, well, you can still punch him. Does Vivian have her glaive out or still her crossbow? I don't think she had anything out of she was about to get ready to climb. That's a good point. Okay, she could so, slap it. But Dwarfy and Zenobia and Roderick all take an attack of opportunity on this thing. Well, well, I'll roll the normal damage yeah, first. Yeah, roll the normal damage first. Because maybe, maybe he'd be dead. It's very possible. Six points of damage. And it is dead. Woohoo! We all take the attacks of opportunity anyway. <laughs> As blood splatters all uh, over Thurskill. Uh, well, it doesn't really have blood. It has Icor. No, it has my blood. It just took my blood. Uh, that's right, it did. I'm really glad you didn't take that second point of constitution damage. Uh, me too. Let's get climbing, I guess. Oh, Thurskell, are you okay? No, I just uh, I just got attacked by this bug. I feel a little woozy, but I, I think I'm good to press on. And Vivian's like, all right, but let me let me bandage you up a little bit. A little bit. Three points. No, 
four points. I've, I'm level two now. Yay! <laughs> Yay, four points. Okay. I'm, I'm now 23 of 26. That's not, not bad. bad. How much healing do you have left, Vivi? Mm. I think we should save it. We're, we're, we oh, shouldn't yeah. blow it all, especially I'm, on the tank. I got plenty. All right, so that was a that was a good combat. Yeah, for you guys, I've got ability drained and Thirskill took a beating. Yeah, including the one that uh the giant Sturge rolled. That was three natural twenties in that combat. He rolled yeah, three was... natural twenties. No, no, no. I rolled <laughs> oh, one, oh, yeah. and then Dwarfy and gotcha. Thirskill. I know that I they mean, rolled two, Zenobia. but yeah. So uh, no other threats. No other threats. All right, so Zenobia, you want to throw that grappling hook again? Yes. 12. That'll get it. Thirskill's already up there. He, he yeah, climbed up the other climbing. one. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go up next. So Roderick gets a 16 if he takes 10. So just whoop, right on up. So do we haul Do we haul Vivian up or we just let her she, take she, 10? She, she can make it if she takes 10. Yeah, she does, but it takes a while. And Vivian, by the time she's up there, she's red right in the face and she's absolutely like feeling embarrassed or fuffled. Yeah. <laughs> So as everybody's climbing up, since Thurskill and Roderick are up first, what do they see up at the top? Uh, up at the top, you do see that open door um, mm-hmm. that you're able to, to go in when you look inside and go inside the door a little bit. You see that the roof of this upper guard tower has collapsed in, and mm. this whole area is just filled with rubble, and anything that that Sturge has pulled in to make a nest, and it's just covering Ew. the floor. So can we retcon this and say Vivian didn't climb up? <laughs> because, I mean, we saw that it, if we're up there, then we see that it's broken. Well, Roderick rolled a natural 20 perception, so it's a 27. 27? So you're probably up there looking around, and you can, you're probably moving some items here and there to see if there's anything hidden underneath in the rubble. You do notice there is a trap door. Ooh, a trap door. Do I know anything about the trap door? You would know that it would be very difficult with everything piled on top of it to try to open it. Okay. Mm. I could move the rocks. I'm very strong. But it would take a long time. No, no potions of cure light wounds? No, nothing like that up here. What so- about my potion of bull strength that I don't have? Have. It's not there. <laughs> all right, so we fought the stairage, climbed all the way up for nothing. Got got your got your exercise in for the day. Whoever wrote this is really mean. Vivian, <laughs> super mean. Vivian was probably like halfway up by the time so you figured stop. out all, all this. Never mind. Yeah, what? Roger, Roger Unfortunately, it looks like this is a bust. Well, it, at least we know nothing's going to come at us from the top. That's true. That it already came at us from the top. Yes. Yes, and but it, we've killed it. Yes, it's dead now. It's good. Yes. You know what? Well, I'm just going to leave it because. I'm just so mad right now. So mad. Thurskill, think of it this way. Perhaps when we fight the Piper, he might have summoned that Sturge to him, but now we've killed it, so he can't. Yeah. Oh, he's got one less. That was a big one. A million billion. That was a nest up there. But that was like like the the queen of Sturges. It better be. I think he's right. All right, so after climbing back down the ropes, Roderick's like, well, we can't go in that way. We saw we could get in through the uh, collapsed balcony on this side. But I did see that the wall was fully put together on the other side. So we could use these grappling hooks, go around to the other side, and climb up close to where we fought the flaming skeletons. And that would be a, uh, meta-wise, that would be an easier climb check. It would be a climb check that Vivian can pass. <laughs> <laughs> Radio. I think that's a wonderful idea, Roderick. I agree. It just seems easier than jumping across those rocks. Have to agree with you there. I'm wearing too much armor to do much jumping. Agree. So we quit farting around, and we actually make our way all the way around the building. Does anything happen in the path? Nope. Okay, you so. do you do notice more of the uh, the runes now that we're looking for them. Now that you're looking for them as you go around the front, yeah. I really thought you were going to say you do notice there's more skeletons in the <laughs> pond and <laughs> more all like, nope. we're nope. all dead. All right. So as you get through by the front, you see a two-story stone building that looms in the center of the prison grounds. Ivy and moss cling tenaciously to the walls, while above the wooden shingles of the roof are often missing entirely, exposing the wooden rafters of the upper structure to the sky. 
Here and there, leering stone gargoyles perch on the eaves, once functioning as drain spouts and decorations, but now seemingly almost to serve a more ominous role of sentinels. Many of these stone decorations have crumbled away and lie in ruined piles on the soggy ground below. Windows in the building's facade are narrow and blocked by grills of rusty iron bars. Stone columns support a slumping wooden balcony over the building's wooden front doors, both of which hang askew and reveal dark glimpses of the chambers within. So spooky. Creepy. Yeah, we passed by the front door with a sense of foreboding. As we're doing so, Roderick rolled a 23 perception, looking at the gargoyle specifically, knowing yeah. that the gargoyle is what took Professor Lorimore out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'd see that the gargoyles, they, they look like your typical gargoyles, uh, some of which look like they would be drain spouts, so they have the opening in the mouth where like the water from the rain would, would fall out. Others are just decoration. Uh, you'd see along, like by the, the front door and on the grounds there, you would see the crumbled remains of other gargoyles and assume that one of these that's on the ground would have been the one that crushed Professor Lorimore. Do we see a blood stain? You don't because uh, it's we been long enough that, it's been long enough that the rains have washed all of that, the blood and stuff away. Now, this is the Pathfinder universe. Isn't there a gargoyle monster like the old 90s show? Yes, but they don't typically kill creatures by falling on them and breaking into pieces. Also, they were good. Not in this universe. <laughs> I do understand what you were saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Goliath was good. All right, so you go back to the balcony close to where we fought the flaming skeletons. Vivian shivers as she walks by the front of the mm-hmm. prison. And both uh, Zenobia and Roderick get their grappling hooks out and uh, fling them over. So, Dwarfy. Yes? Head on up. <laughs> Third um, skill. He's, Head on up. I'm I'm gonna go. He's like no offense, dude, but you you don't look like you can climb and all that. I can climb just fine. Well, you can try. And Third skill climbs on up. I'm coming right up there. All right. See you up here. <laughs> uh, so everyone is able to make their way up the ropes and onto this upper balcony. Dwarfy and Vivian are just red in the face by the time they get up there. <laughs> <sighs> oh, you did it, Dwarfy, you did it. I need a drink. You know, we have to push on. Just one? No, come on, let's go. You're no fun. I've plenty fun when it's not time for work. There's it's still, time for work. There's still, how's my hair look? Your hair looks good. I, I don't believe you. No, it looks good. It doesn't look great. It oh, looks okay. good. Okay, that's okay. She's very upset about this. <laughs> She's too tired to do anything about it. So does anything accost us as we're on the balcony? No, it does not. As you get up there on the balcony, uh, there's no door up here to go in because that has been crumbled away as this part of the building fell. But there is an, an opening uh, where the wall has fallen away that is easy to get to and is on the northern side of the balcony. It really didn't occur to me till this moment. Like, we've been talking about Harrowstone, like everyone died in a fire. The whole building was engulfed in flames? Or just the basement? It was primarily the dungeon level, mm-hmm. and then uh, as that was engulfed in flames, the roof of the dungeon collapsed down, mm-hmm. which allowed the fires to go up a little okay. bit on the eastern side. But the whole build- the building. All right, so the whole building hasn't been engulfed in flame, and we're on a part that's- What side are we on again? You're on the northeast side of the building. All right, so we're in one of the sections that would have been damaged in the fire. Yes, hence why the wall has crumbled away here. Exactly. That's what I was kind of thinking. It's just like, man, are we about to walk into a full-on death trap on every floor? (laughs) Yes. Probably, but (laughs) for other reasons. For other reasons, yes. Speaking of which, Roderick wants to roll perception. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, we all should. 
All right, this is my this is my episode because it's never going to happen again. That's a 23 perception for Roderick and a 15 for Dwarfy or 17 to notice unusual stonework. 21 for me. Well. 22 for me. As you all walk in, um, I'll read out what you see first. First, why? What happens second? Just let me read. <laughs> uh, so you enter an area where you see wooden benches um, that line a large hall. There are several now stacked into a jumble and others are overturned in disarray. Weakened by the fire, the entire eastern wall has collapsed away, creating an unintended entryway to a wooden deck beyond. Uh, the view of the lake beyond would be beautiful if the silence were not so eerie. As in the spell silence? No. Vivian! Well, as in the lake eerie? Yes. But not only do you notice that, but you also notice there are three small sturges in here. <sighs> Here we go again. And we're rolling, rolling for, for initiative. Rolling for initiative. <laughs> me, 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 me. Oh, crap. All right, luck ran out. Mine did too. Uh, Vivian, I'm ready for your initiative. 20. 20. Good one. Mm-hmm. Thurskel. Three. <laughs> wow. Roderick. 10. Dwarfy. Three. But uh, <laughs> Thurskel goes first because Dwarfy's bonus is one. Mine is two. That means I rolled worse. Yeah, that means you rolled a natural one. <laughs> and Zenobia. 14. So, once again, the surges go first. Well, nobody rolled a natural 20 this time on our end, so I feel less gypped. So, as you enter uh, into this area, uh, you see these sturges there. They do notice you as well. They get the jump on you and get to go first. And all three of them will move forward to the group. One will go to, that's the Nobia up there in, toward the front. One will go to Thurskel. And the other one will fly by Thurskel going to, that's Roderick that I see. So the one that is going after Zenobia will roll to try to latch on. That will be a 17 against touch. It's... Right, so it is attached. So Zenobia will take one point of constitution damage. And Zenobia, I also need you to give me a percentile die roll. One. One percent zero zero one. Oof. <laughs> okay. Oof, indeed. Well, Th- then in that case, I will also need you to make a fortitude check. Eighteen. You're all right. Yay! Yay. Yes. What bad thing didn't happen? It's his mm. secret. All right. So the one that went after Thurskel, uh, roll to latch on to Thurskel. Thurskel's just getting harangued by these things. Twenty against touch. Come on, Gary. Jeez. So you will lose one point of con. And I need you to make a percentile die check. Percentile. Is this to catch malaria? <laughs> yes. <laughs> roll for malaria. I'd like to roll a malaria check. <sighs> 25. You're all right. Okay, good. Yay. Yes. Okay. And then that one that went after Roderick will roll to attach. 16 that, against touch. That'll definitely hit, yeah. So you take one point of constitution damage and yes. roll percentile. All right. These little bastards. 84. You are right. Cool. So that is their turns. So all three Sturges have latched on to victims. Gross. All right. Vivian, you're up first. Vivian is very startled by having so many combatants at one time attacking so many people. And she's like, oh, oh. And she's kind of reaching out. Like normally she would do a bit of luck or something at this time. But that doesn't seem like a viable option since everyone's in trouble. So she's already got her glaive out. So she's going to run up to the one on Zenobia and try to hit it. Okay. Ooh, natural 17. Woohoo. Yes. Good. That's going to hit. Yay. 
Is this the first? I think this is the first time I've hit with my glaive. Yes, it's been dipped in uh, Centi- millipede Centipede, blood. Centipede, but I didn't do it. Yeah. How nervous is Zenobia seeing Vivian swing? I, know, I was like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> do, do, don't worry, Zenobia, I'm going to help you. <laughs> and she... It's uh, like pitting the pendulum, you know. <laughs> and she got uh, six points. Six points? Oh, wow. Good nice. Uh, you slash down on it, and you chop this thing in half. Oh, oh nice. How's that feel, Vivian? Oh, oh, Zenobia, I did it. That's wonderful. <laughs> nice work. All right. So one surge down. Wait, who did she get? Zenobia's? Mine. The one yeah. okay. Good choice. Because <laughs> then Zenobia could take a five-foot step study and hit the next one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens to be Zenobia's turn. There so I'm going to take that five-foot step. I'm going to study the one on Thorskull, and I'm going to give it a whack with my light flail. Mm-hmm. And it's a natural 20. Okay. Wow. Oh, there we go. Zenobia hates Sturgis. She does. She's so over it. I hate everything. Let's face it. <laughs> so whenever I hear the word Sturgis, I think of the Little Mermaid song. The Sturgis and the Ray. They get the urgent start to play. <laughs> 12. Different Sturgis. Yeah. Uh, 12 will confirm the fun- uh, confirm the crit. <laughs> 12 will confirm the crit. Because it's Yay. And that's double damage and 1d4 hours of target. Well, it doesn't have any memory. <laughs> what's, what's it called? Uh, what's going on? You know, I would be better off taking double. I'm already getting wait, double damage. You get the double damage, damage anyway. Yeah. But I forgot what it was doing there. Right? Yeah. What? Why am I here? Oh, wait, no, that was me. But why am I here? I'm so <laughs> All right, so double damage. Roll that. This 1D8. is Sturge the sixth. <laughs> Zenobia is so bad. I know. Four and seven. Eleven. Eleven points. So you splatter that thing yes. all across. Uh, is that Thurskel that you're attacking? Yeah. So. Yet again, Thurskell is covered in blood. <laughs> it's not the first time. <laughs> I got one, too. Oh, yay! <laughs> All right, now nice. it is Roderick's turn. All right, uh, Roderick, he's just going to swing at it with his one-handed weapon. Wait, can he do that you, if you you're are, grappled? It is grappled. Yeah, but you can attack with a one-handed weapon mm-hmm. when okay. you're grappled. So I take a negative two penalty to the attack, but it has a negative two penalty to its AC, so it balances, so it, balances out. it out. Yep, uh, so I know my bonus to this. Uh, does a ten. Ten would not hit. Okay, so he misses, but he's swinging at it with his warhammer. Just God's bless this thing. All right, swing and a miss. Thurskill, you're up. Thurskill, uh, I mean, he's right next to him, so here he goes. Swing his axe. Swing your axe. Natural 20. Natural yes. 20. Oh, man. Roll to confirm. We are Roll destroying these confirm. sturges. Confirm. Natural 20. Wow. wow. I'm going to also initiate a roll. If you roll three 20s in a row, it's an instant kill. Nice. Hold on. Wow. Does that mean I have to roll a yep. third? Roll again. Okay. See if you roll a natural 20. It's on 20. Here we go. Through the tower. No, it's not. Oh, that would have been cool, though. <laughs> yeah. That would have been cool. Okay, so this is a slashing weapon. Okay, missing digits. Normal <laughs> damage, and the target loses 1d3 fingers and takes one con and strength damage. Fortitude negates. <laughs> you're okay. going to destroy this it. This is yeah. shockingly yeah. similar to... So yep. It sounds really familiar. Roll my similar. d12. That cracked die. And throw it on the floor. <laughs> this is the polar opposite of our last session. Right? Really? Nice. Uh, let's see. It's the moral support of Dwarfy. 13 points of damage. Oh my and god. You, <laughs> <laughs> you slash that thing in half. So I was like, hold, hold still. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great. It was like a ring around the rosy. So yeah. Vivian went up to Zenobia. Zenobia went, went up to Thurskill. And then Thurskill went up to Roderick. Roderick just failed as normal. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. You've been doing very well in this one. And then Dwarfy's just hanging out in the middle cheering us all on. Yep. 
Yay, you did it. You did it. <laughs> so He was going to help, but he never got it be his turn. So Vivian takes her glaive and she's looking at Zenobia and she's like, this, this is what I do, right? And she she dips it in the, <laughs> the sturge uh, corpse. Sure. But <laughs> Yes, bathed in the blood of your enemies. I, I think it's actually Zenobia's blood. So no, like, oh, yeah, well. So I feel kind of weird. That's true. Know. But, I mean, it's all mixed together. Well, anyway, she dips it in that and then immediately wipes it off. <laughs> Well, you no. don't need to do that every time. Oh, it was okay. more it was more of a baptism, if you will. Okay. This is not Richard getting stiffy with Noel. This is Roderick and characters. Can we stop playing around with that and Vivian? Could you please detect magic? Oh, yes, of course. And she does so. No magic. Very well. Why would the bugs have magic, Roderick? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Not, Let's press on. Not that Press on. <laughs> We're pressing on. It's not even worth explaining. <laughs> so, uh, He's very strong. I He's think not he very bright. No, I'm very upset because I've lost two con damage and there's mosquitoes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so easily handled Sturge the fifth, sixth, and seventh. <laughs> so many of you to say. I don't we think lost. we ever saw Sturge the fourth. This is freaking Florida no. over here. Sturge the Fourth is a uh, black sheep of the family, so he's gone uh, on to do something else. <laughs> was what, what, he like went a, to liberal arts college? He, he yeah, went, pretty he, much. He went he's to go friend. be a mosquito, not a Sturge. <laughs> he went to clown school. He's, oh, he's no. working on a stand-up right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's working as a bartender. So, was the big one was that Sturge Senior? Yes. Oh, okay. That was Sturge Senior. We're gonna annihilate his met, entire family. You, you met Junior and Sturge the Third. Yes. So that was Sturge Senior. Uh, Sturge the Fourth is actually he's going off to try to try to be the Sturgeon General. <laughs> <laughs> you know that in fact that is all these so stupid. All these sturges are female. You uh, know that. Uh, yes, because they suck blood. If they follow the mosquito paradigm. The yep. males have fluffy eyebrows and they're just eating fruit somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> they're fruit. They're, like, they're sipping on pina coladas. <laughs> like with their big proboscis. They're just like, I don't know what their problem is. <laughs> okay, sidebar. I don't know if you guys read the comics. Who reads the papers anymore? Anyway, my husband steals them from my <laughs> Wherever he can find them in the morning, you know, where they're like, abandoned by other people, he brings me home the comics. But one of them is uh, One Big Happy and uh, little girl Ruthie, and uh, she has a crow that follows her around. And her little friend said, well, how do you know if it's a girl crow or a boy crow? She says, God, don't you know from the cartoons, the girl crows have long eyelashes and wear <laughs> lipstick on their beaks. <laughs> so, so I have this feeling. These sturges all have long eyelashes and <laughs> lipstick on their... Uh, Coming at you with big kissy lips. Yeah, like the... Oh. I, guess the I guess that's in uh, that just the original me. Star Wars, right? Is the, oh, yeah. The but, aliens with the lips on But it did remind them. me of like the, the girl grim one when she's like... <laughs> Again, I think of I keep coming back to the thing that's apparently haunted my nightmares more than anything, which is that monster in Zelda in the Ocarina of Time. In we the, all know what it is. I don't think any of us know the name of the it. Dungeon. Which one? The thing with the hands. Where you get the lens the of floor. truth. Where you get the lens of truth. Okay. And the well. hand will grab you. Yeah. And then the body comes out and it's got red lips and it's super creepy. Yeah. Oh, thing of nightmares. Best game of all time. Yeah. So so anyway, I still hear the theme music. If I'm very, very quiet, that's of Aladdin. Aladdin's in there too. So yes, you've killed all of the surges in here. We move forward, uh, rolling perception as we go. If you look forward, uh, you see there's more of the tables that have been in here have been basically pushed all together and making kind of like a barrier in front of you. So that would be very difficult to pass through. Back by the entry that you came in, uh, you do see a double door. Okay, well on that door, Roger rolled a 17 perception. Dwarfy rolled. 
rolled a 14 or a 17. I'm apparently not even facing the door. Sorry, 15 or 17. I didn't get my math right. It's a... 19. It's a door. It's an unlocked swinging door. Like a a saloon door? It's almost like a kitchen door. So right now we've got Dwarfy and Thurscale in front of the double door, and we've got Vivian right behind them, and then Zenobia and Roderick behind that. I personally really want... Thurskill or Dwarfy, I'm not really partial to which one, to kick open the door and have it swing back in their face. <laughs> That's so rude. <laughs> that would totally be something that Dwarfy would do. He's like, hang on, hang on. I, I've got this. I've got this. And he kicks the door. It swings open. You see a kitchen and it swings back and smacks him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh. as funny as I want it to be. It's 1d4 non-lethal damage. <laughs> yeah, no, how much bludgeoning damage is that? How much door damage? <laughs> uh, oh, it's negative one. So oh. he heals a point. <laughs> <laughs> It's a door of healing. <laughs> so, so Roderick chuckles a little bit. Actually, please step back for a second. I don't know if they do. Yes. I mean, I do. Yeah, you said please like the first time ever. Roderick said Those please. Those are the magic words. <laughs> so he uh, he reaches a hand out, mutters a word, and like flips his hand and magically opens the door from a distance. Very cool. Casts okay. open close, which is a cantrip he prepared specifically for this dungeon. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So you open those doors, and you look inside and see a blackened and charred kitchen. Oh. I guess we'll roll perception now that we're in here. Boy. Ten. I, just, I have my eyes closed, yeah. apparently. Dwarfy rolled a natural one, so we'll skip over him. Roderick rolled he, a 19. He's still seeing stars from the <laughs> door hitting him in the face. Yeah, that makes. he's still holding his nose. He's got a little nosebleed going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, so y'all don't see anything. So, I would like to kind of just go under the assumption that Vivian, the first time we come up to any door, Vivian's going to blast some detect magic. Okay, no magic. So you open... You see a kitchen. Don't really see a way out. Everything's burned. Nothing of note in the kitchen. Nothing of note. All right. And so we press forward into the open, uh, what would you call this? It happens to be the mess hall. So we squeeze our way around the tables and we see uh, off to the left. Oh, before we go any further, Vivian's like, wait, 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 stop. And she wanted to roll a survival check because we were talking about the whispering way earlier. She Mm -hmm. wanted to see if there were any recent footprints on the ground. Okay. That's a good idea. 18. 20 for Roderick. All right. Y'all Why are you always at a outdo me? Uh, neither of you see any, like, humanoid-type footprints. You okay. just see where, like, the surges have been. And here and prob- probably a few rodents and things okay. like that. Any rodents in swarm form? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> and I just want to remark, it looks like a defensive area was set up here. This must have been one of the places where people stood and fell. With the way the tables are skewed? Yes. It seems yes. very possible. Mm-hmm. They were trying to defend themselves. Because that, that's what I was wondering. I against thought it might... fire, though? No. No, I think the... The, the guards against prisoners. Oh, okay. The, okay. the initial... Because this is, this is an open area. I'm saying this is... The initial riot. Right. That this is where guards would be free to roam. I think that's a good point. And that, that was kind of one of the reasons I wanted to see if there were recent stuff, if this was from way back when, or if this was something more recent that caused the askew tables. Good check. All, All right. right. We're, we're in the mess hall. We're going to now take a left heading south. All right. Uh, so as you move south, you make your way into uh, what you can see is a cell block. These cells have heavy wooden doors on them, uh, but each of them has a window in them that is barred, uh, so you can see into the cells, but uh, the majority of these cells are open. I don't like that word, 
majority. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few that are still closed, um, and if you look in the window of those that are closed, you see skeletons Ugh. in them. Not animated. They're just <laughs> skeletons. Not yet. I was going to say. So, the first cell we come up to, Vivian kind of slowly, she doesn't go in, but she slowly walks up to the door and kind of puts her hand on it at the window and says, yes, these are these are exactly what they looked like in my dream. And Vivian, as you look into that one, you can see through the cell and see the window that's on that side. Mm-hmm. It's a very similar view of what you had, but it's not exactly right. So this wasn't the cell you're in, but you're close to it. Like on this block or on another side of the building, do you think? It's probably a few cells down to the west. So she's she's got her hand on the door and she kind of glances at the window and then she looks back at everyone, whips her head around, and she says, this is, this is very close to where I was. And she kind of starts walking down the stairwell. She wants to find her No, wait, didn't stop. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait, wait. Hold, yeah, hold, hold. Did you, do you grab her? Because she's, yeah, she's yeah. starting to walk. <laughs> if she doesn't respond to him saying it, he like grabs mm-hmm. one of the chinks on her armor. Mm-hmm. Hold on a minute. Oh. Don't want to go wandering down any hallways prematurely. Okay, yes. Let's just be careful. Uh, check for magic first, you know, the standard procedures. Don't go rushing in. Oh, okay. And she does so. Bloop. Okay. And as she starts to walk that way, and Roderick even stops her from moving too quickly, you see this semicircle of iron bars here that is separated from the rest of the floor. You see tables in there. You would assume that this would be the guard post. Oh. Oh, you know, the way it's drawn, it looks like story time. Like, those little <laughs> chairs. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's- from, from this perspective, it looks like a skull. Yeah, it looks uh, like story time, but it's like behind bars story time. Yeah. So. <laughs> I thought it was like the visitor center or something. No, nah, this is... This is like the guard post. Um, mm-hmm. To as, watch this level. Yeah, as a former corrections officer, I can equate this to um, <laughs> in the housing units of the cells, you would have the guard that sits up in the, we called it the picket, mm-hmm. and they actually can watch all of the housing units because it's usually like two to three pods mm-hmm. worth of houses. Gotcha. Um, so you'd have one in there and then the guards that roam gotcha. throughout it. So you continue moving forward, moving to the west. Yes. And Vivian yes. is definitely drawn to that southern wall looking, trying to find that cell that she was in. Yeah, Vivian starts walking over and she she sees that there's a corner cell and she she's like this one, this one right here. Right, the, check the, it. Check it. Just she's almost careful. she's she keeps trying to rush forward. So I, I don't know if anybody's helping Roderick keep her. Yeah, no, control. he is. Their skills totally is. Alright. So we're gonna roll perception at this door. Mm-hmm. I can't help you. Natural 20. Natural 20. Oh, okay. 25. Oh. Vi- Vivian is zeroed in here. So there's the door is slightly propped open, like uh, it's inviting you in. You see any magic, Vivian? No magic. No magic. No, no magic. Right. We- Rod- Roderick whips out his uh, haunt siphon, just to be ready. Get one of these stupid pitons I've been carrying around. <laughs> <laughs> this time I'm going to get in the door jam. Okay. So this door cannot close So you step up first. Step up. Step up. Prop the door open. Yes. Jam it open. Okay. And I mean, I'm not putting something like a door stop. I'm preventing no, it I, from yeah. working yeah. as a door. Uh, so so Zenobia props open the door and Vivian looks at Zenobia. Will you go in with me? Of course. And before Zenobia steps in, she pulls a holy water flask in her other hand. And Vivian takes a deep breath and steps into the room. As you step inside, you see that this cell is rather spacious compared to the others along the cell block. <laughs> At um, the luxury cell. <laughs> It contains no concessions to comfort. A skeletal body dressed in the rotting remains of a prisoner's robe 
lies slumped against the eastern wall, wrapped in numerous chains on which are affixed numerous weights emblazoned with several different holy symbols. So, specific chains around his hands, feet. They're basically wrapped all around his body. Like a Houdini. Weighing him down, kind of like Houdini is wrapped up. And Vivian, you notice that he's sitting in that same spot that you would sit by the window and Uh, pray. So I'm going to roll a perception on all of the walls. I got a 19 to look for Vivian's name somewhere. You don't see Vivian's name anywhere. Roger rolled a 23 perception. Dwarf, you got a 17 or a 19 for stonework. You would notice that there's probably a few like tick marks on the wall of where he's counting days. Vivian wants to step up to the body and look at the... You said there's symbols mm-hmm. on the chains? Symbol, holy symbols of different religions. Roderick's looking at the symbols. I suspect this was perhaps Father Charlotte. Yes, yes, that's what I'm thinking as well. Maybe that's why this was the chamber I was in, because he, he pretended to be a cleric, but I actually am one. Vivian. What? Do you still have that squirrel of Detect Undead? Yes. Do you think maybe this would be a good time to use it? No. <laughs> Very well. Vivian walks forward to the skeleton and crouches down. She sees how it was in the same pose that she was in in her dream state. She's looking at the chains. She's seeing the holy symbols. She she turns around and looks at the others. I, I do believe we found Father Charlatan's remains. Yes, if they had him chained up like that, they perhaps suspected he was a dangerous spellcaster. I, I, I guess it makes some sort of horrible sense that this is the cell that I was in. Maybe there's a connection because of the nature of me being a cleric. I think it's a morbid connection. We're in a very morbid place. It's a cruel trick to play. I agree. And then she stands up, looks out the window, looks through the view that she saw before, turns around, says, I'm ready to leave this cell, and walks out without looking back. So Vivian is making her way out, and Roderick and the rest of them start filing out. There's Gil stays. He's holding back. He doesn't want to show that what he's going to do next to Vivian. Zenobia also stays with uh, Thorskill. Right, but for Vivian, she, he is going to destroy this skeleton. So you take your flail, I'll take my hammer. Oh, you're thinking what I'm thinking? I'm, I'm thinking, absolutely, I'm thinking what you're thinking. This skeleton can't stay together. No. I raise my hammer and bring it down on the head of Father Charlatan. So you shatter the skull, I disrupt all the bones. Okay. So we de- yeah, we destroy it and spread, spread it, it out. Yeah. So that it can't come back together. Uh, Roderick, I think, hears what happened. He looks back in after they've smashed the skeleton and he sees all the holy symbols on the floor. So he casts Mage Hand to start taking the holy symbols away from the, the bone pile towards him. And then he uses Open Close to close the door after he's gotten all the holy symbols out. Okay. Okay. Uh, so now everyone is out of the room, and now you're moving around the toward the western side and going north um, to the cell blocks. As you're all um, moving around this way, coming from the cell that you just left, you just hear this. Toby says you shouldn't have taken all of the magic signs out of it. <laughs> Keep moving down the cells. Uh, these, a lot of them are closed on this side. Uh, there are a few that are open. There are a lot more skeletons here on this side. No. And as you're moving into this hallway, you hear the sound of a pipe <sighs> oh, no. beginning to be played. We know what this is. The Rat Man. 
No. And as the pipe plays, this, all the skeletons here animate. <laughs> and you see skeletons starting to come toward the barred cells, and they're they're reaching their arms out through the windows, trying to reach out to each of you, but they can't get through the door. But those that are open, four skeletons make their way out into the hallway. Uh, and we're well, surrounded, aren't we? And you're surrounded. Roll for initiative. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm glad I took my hammer out. All right. Uh, Zenobia, what did you roll for initiative? 12. 12. Roderick? 15. 15. Dwarfy? 8. 8. Thurskill? 20. 20. And Vivian? 11. 11. All right. Thurskill, you are up first as four skeletons are making their way through. All right. Well, I am going to step up to the closest one. I've already got my hammer out, and I'm going to swing it at that skeleton there and that is that'll probably hit with a 22 that will hit and it's going to do 10 points of damage and you smash that skeleton all right um next up as you're looking forward into that back corner kind of where that door leading out to the balcony would have been you see coming up no. Through the floor. No. You see a figure, a very skeletal looking figure in rags that looks like <gasps> this. Oh my goodness, we're so dead. Carrying a, a little, looks like a birdcage in one hand, and he's got a pipe in this hand. You mean like a cricket cage like in Mulan? Yeah, exactly. kind of like that. Oh, then it's the Sturgis man. Ugh. So he's he floats up there, and he pulls the pipe up and plays a few notes of the pipe. So that's all he does in this round. We're so dead. And then these skeletons step up. Uh, so that is Roderick there in the back. Mm-hmm. And Vivian. Mm-hmm. That is a natural 20 on Roderick. Of course it is. I would expect nothing less. And to confirm... It's a natural one to confirm, so not a not a critical. Yay. Whew. But it does hit. It's uh, flashbacks. However... <laughs> As this skeleton hits you, Roderick drops dead. What? What? And we'll see you next week. Oh, Gary! That's not fair. How are we going to Gary, we've been trying this? to avoid Roderick's death for weeks. Also, cliffhangers, what are you doing? So rude.